Coming up on today's Locked On Angels, what can players do during a lockout? What can't they do? What can the teams do? What can't they do? We're going to break it all down and tell you exactly what you need to know. That's coming up right now in today's Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. I'm Steve Granado, your host. You can shoot me a follow over on Twitter at Steve Granado, G-R-A-N-A-D-O. And as we go into this lockout episode, don't forget to check out our lockout guides. We have two of them. They are available right now. One is all about the basics of the lockout, what it is and what's going on. And then, of course, we have the major sticking points episode, which is really just really nitty gritty stuff on what the two sides are fighting about right now from the players and the owners. So that's all available right now. I'll leave a link to that in the episode description here on YouTube. And of course, if you're on our audio side, just look back a couple of episodes. They weren't that long ago in case you missed them. Okay. In our first segment here today, let's talk about what players can and can't do. In our second segment, we will talk about what owners and teams can and can't do. And then our final segment will actually give you a little bit of a brief update of where we are at this point in the lockout, which is just a couple of days in. So let's go ahead and start as promised with what players can and can't do. And this is pretty, a lot of this stuff is fairly simple, but there are some like nooks and crannies and little quirks along the way that I wanted to touch on to make sure that, you know, you know what's going on. It's really important. So let's start with uh, what players can do. And what's weirdly enough is on the player side, they're like really, they're probably freer now than they were before. Actually, you know what they are. <laughs> they're they are really free right now. They're free to do just about anything that they want. Um, even as far as going, they can play anywhere else. If they really wanted to, if the players had a great contract on the deals to go play in the KBO or in Japan or anywhere else, they can go. They can totally go and do that. Um, they can also play independent leagues or, you know, we'll get to it in a second, but they can play minor league baseball. They can do a lot of things right now um, that they couldn't before. It's it's kind of like a good faith argument, really more so like they don't necessarily aren't going to want to go there just to make sure that there's still a good relationship when the lockout eventually does end. So all those things are definitely factors. But the union has come out and said that they will back players if they decide to go play elsewhere. So, for example, Mike Trout, if he wants to, could go play for the Lexington Legends for all that matters. He could totally do that if he really wanted to. Um, But is that going to happen? No, but that could 100% still be the case if they choose to do so, which is pretty interesting. Um, The thing that they really can't do and is is really the downside for them, and it's they can't work out at team facilities. So uh, if Anthony Rendon shows up to Angel Stadium, it's like that meme where the guy gets locked out of the Jets training facility. He can't walk in. He can't walk in and work out at Angel Stadium. He can't go into the batting cages. He can't, uh, you know, play long toss on the field. He can't do anything. He can't walk in there and start working out. Um, and on that same point too, let's say uh, Rendon's, you know, still nursing his injury and he needs to start rehabbing. He can't walk into the medical treatment like with the physicians and all that stuff. He cannot go in there, and he cannot receive medical treatment from the Angel staff. Um, 
So that's that's the negative side. There are plenty of players who rehab in the offseason, as we are well know. Guys who are coming off of Tommy John, like Noah Syndergaard, who is, you know, as far as we know, is, is feeling okay and is ready to go for next season and is going through a regular workout regimen. But he cannot work out with Angel Staff, um, which is weird because he just got here and you would imagine that he would maybe want to start working with the Angel Staff. Cannot do that. Um, so they are locked out from all medical treatments and things like that. Um, what the weird flip side of that is, is... That also means that players are not getting drug tested right now. From everything that we have seen, and I've looked at multiple sources, I haven't seen a 100% confirmation of this, but it seems as though that, no, they are not getting drug tested right now. So take that for whatever it's worth, but that is part of it. Um, This is coming from The Athletic, and this is something I alluded to earlier. Um, Players can play if they are let me just go ahead and read it verbatim this is again coming from the athletic if the lockout at the major league level were to still be in effect when the minor league season starts back up 40 man roster players could go ahead and play in the minors so that's pretty interesting i know there was some mixed stuff on this before the lockout started and some mixed information that was coming out but yes even if they are on the 40 man roster they could go play in the minors of course it comes with that caveat that players can't be demoted from a major league roster so trout couldn't go play in salt lake or you know jared walsh because he's on the uh, he's on the 40 man obviously but he is also already on the major league roster he won't be sent to rocket city or anything like that but the guys that are on the 40 man roster but aren't on the 26 man roster they are available to be played you know in in minor league ball so that is interesting because they still would have some you know protections from the union and things like that there it's really awkward and messy and kind of stuff like that but they do have that ability so if we do end up going that far into this lockout which fingers crossed that is not the case and we have you know spring training on time in february and everybody's reporting back on valentine's day and everything's good to go um hopefully that's the case but if it's not and we do end up diving into april and um the players uh, are, are itching to get back to the field they definitely can do so in a couple of different ways This episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, hockey, NHL, uh, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. This episode is also brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, and you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the other stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, and no more need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion, and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Thank you. 
Back here on Locked On Angels, your first listen of the day. Okay, we just told you about what players can and can't do. This is the flip side. What can teams, owners, front offices, what can they do and what can they not do? Let's start with not. Um, They cannot negotiate with free agents for major league deals. So players, union players, your Carlos Rodones of the world, um, you know, your Carlos Correa's of the world, all those guys can't be talking about major league deals with a major league front office. That just cannot happen. We have seen minor league signings. If you have seen and kept up with the news, the Angels haven't made any to my knowledge, at least that have been announced at this point. Um, but they can do some minor league signings. So if they're just throwing them like, all right, I'm signing you to a minor league contract and you're going to be probably starting at high A Tri-City, boom, totally fine. Players can do that. They are not protected by the union. That is why they are allowed to to do that. Um, but again, cannot sign on a major league deal with a major league club. This is coming from CBS. Uh, MLB is impl- implementing a transactions freeze during the logout, meaning no trade or free agent signings or waivers, releases, etc. involving 40-man roster players. Baseball's work stoppages haven't always featured a transactions freeze, though it's believed we'll see one this offseason, and that is what the case is at this point. Again, that's coming from CBS. So transactions freeze is in effect at this point, which is why we saw that flurry right before the December 1st deadline of all the free agent signings. Um, but now that is not the case. You can no longer make 40 man deals or anything like that. Um, weirdly enough, uh, I mean, not weirdly enough, but they, they can do other types of moves, which is why you're seeing rumors about managers and, you know, coaches and stuff. And uh, we'll likely probably, I'd imagine, see the angels signing their next catching coach. We'll see the angels signing their next first base coach, things like that. They can totally do. They can sign coaches. They can sign trainers, um, front office people. You could get your GMs, your baseball ops, your scouts, all those things can still be done. All those front office moves are still totally plausible. And we'll likely see those. Those are probably going to be really in all honesty, are probably going to be the only like things you actually see happen. Um, as we move forward, obviously we'll see some negotiation stuff as we move throughout the lockout, but those are the real world tangible things that actually will be able to go on. So keep your eye out for that. I know the Mets GM or uh, Mets uh, coach position has been talked about over the last couple of days of the, as of this record. So those are all things that um, can do. Basically teams can do anything that has nothing to do with players on the 40 man. The 40 man roster is like, if you just go look at the 40 man roster, all those players, they're saying that nothing can happen with them essentially. Other than again, if they're not the major league guys, they can't play minor league ball when we get down further, further down the road, way further down the road. Um, this is one of the most interesting things of it all. And this is where it really ties back to the angels. This is coming here from the New York times. Um, Teams are expected to continue their off seasons, but without a major component, the players, they work, they can work on trades, but cannot consummate them. They continue working on their non-player employees, scouting, uh, scouring video, planning their strategies and so on. So that little part, they can work on trades. Again, that's coming from the New York times. That was one that I honestly didn't know until I started researching more for this episode. So that, that has a lot of implications, I think more so for the angels here, because that means, in theory, everything can be worked out and go, all right, we're going to do this, this, and this. We have an agreement, shake hands on it, and and we'll see you as soon as the lockout ends. So this little tidbit might have some major implications down the road. So once this lockout ends, whenever that may be, whether it be next week or in February or in June, whenever that happens, prepare yourself because we might end up seeing just a flurry of trades out of nowhere. 
right? Because that is essentially as far as working on the roster for 2022, potentially, the only thing that major league teams can really do as far as player personnel. So that's a real interesting thing. So if the lockout ends, you might start seeing boom, trade, 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 trade. It might feel like, whoa, all these guys have finally got something to do. No, they worked them out already. And now we can make them official, sign the documents, adios, give them the pink slips, and we'll see you later. So we might see a flurry of trades at the end of the lockout, but when's the lockout going to end? Oof, man, that's that's a question and a half. Back here on Lockdown Angels, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Um, brief update here on the lockout. It's been a couple of days since it started on December the 2nd, technically at like 12.01 a.m., but, you know, the night of the 1st. Um, we do have had a couple of updates, but nothing crazy thus far. So I wanted to take this time to just kind of give you a brief overview of what's been going on. One of the major developments that I've seen, uh, this is coming from The Athletic um, and Jason Stark, that the... Rule negotiations are off the table, essentially. Um, let's go ahead and read it from The Athletic. On Thursday morning, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, this is this past Thursday, revealed that himself. Uh, revealed that himself. He saw at a, sat at a podium in Texas and acknowledged that despite months of bargaining, Major League Baseball has still not made any specific rule change proposal to the players. In fact, he intimated at his first post-lockout press conference, MLB doesn't intend to get around to that part of the discussion at all during these negotiations. So yeah, he, he was kind of like a brief aside during the uh, press press conference on Thursday morning. That was the last th- last update that we have gotten from Major League Baseball. We haven't gotten a press conference from players, um, but that is like the last update. But it was a kind of a brief like, oh yeah, we haven't, uh, we're not talking about rule changes right now um, with the anticipation that they are going to iron those out halfway through the deal. Kind of weird because that seemed to be like all the buzz, right? Especially recently, just kind of seemed to be all the buzz about the robot umpires and ABS system and the bases and pitch clocks and all that stuff, right? Like that seemed to be like some of the major sticking points, but that necessarily uh, apparently has been taken off, taken off the table, which is kind of an interesting move. Um, at least at this point, um, other things that have kind of moved on, um, minor league, the minor league portion of the rule five draft will continue. So they will have that on December the 8th. So if you're watching this after December the 8th, it already happened. Um, but yes, there are typically, or there are always, except for this year, two sides to the uh, Rule 5 draft. There is the Major League side and the Minor League side. Major Leagues aren't even going to the winter meetings this year. So they and that's where the Rule 5 draft takes place. They bang it out in a room in one day and call it, call it quits. Um, but that now will only be the Minor League side. So going to be some small changes. We'll probably talk about it a little bit, but they're honestly going to be like some footnotes. They're not going to be some like major, major stuff unless, you know, one of them shakes out to be, but at, at the point of contact, it will be a probably smaller thing to talk about. So we will tell you that. Um, one thing also to note here, the players and owners to our knowledge have not met. They just have not met. I haven't seen any talks about that. I haven't seen any articles about that. No one has said that. Yep. Rob Manfred and Tony Clark, uh, met at a Hilton today or nothing. I haven't seen anything about that. During that Thursday briefing, which again was a couple of days at this point, Rob Manfred did say at the time that they didn't even have a scheduled meeting uh, with the union on the books just yet. So that's kind of a little wrench in the system-ish. I wouldn't read too much into that, mostly because there isn't 
too hard of a deadline right now. Like they're yes, the deadline is definitely like opening day, like spring training. Like they want to make sure they get that in on time. But as far as you know, it's December. So there's nothing that's major about it. There's nothing where the owners really feel any pressure. The players don't feel a ton of pressure because most a bunch of free agents already signed. So they're not too concerned at this point, I would imagine. And I think that's and, you know, they are pretty far apart, to be totally honest. They're pretty far apart on a lot of the proposals from everything that we have read and learned. So there isn't a ton of pressure to get a deal done immediately. And um, I don't know. They just haven't scheduled anything to our knowledge. So hopefully they meet up sometime soon and come to the bargaining table again. But as we have mentioned a couple of times already, I wouldn't anticipate this thing getting ironed out anytime soon. We are still very much in the deep part of the lockout, and um, it's it's probably going to stay this way for a while. Again, don't forget to check out our locked out guides. They are available right now in the episode description here on YouTube. Of course, uh, there are two parts to it with Tipping Pitches, a great podcast. If you even check that out, they did a really good job of breaking everything down. Don't forget to shoot us a tweet and a follow at Locked on Angels or myself as well at Steve Granado, G-R-A-N-A-D-O. Give us a call. We have a voicemail line anytime you want to be a part of the show. 714-409-6396. That's 714-409-6396. That voicemail line is always open and ready to take your call. Don't forget to check out my other podcasts, Our Game and Movies I Should Have Watched. Our Game is a baseball docuseries I made last year. It's an eight-part docuseries talking about all the Latin contributions to American baseball. It's a great new look at the history of the game, and you should definitely check it out. It's free and available everywhere. And of course, Movies I Should Have Watched, also free and available everywhere. My best friend Alex and I are watching all the movies that we missed over the years and talking about them, seeing if they hold up in 2021. That's movies I should have watched free everywhere. Don't forget to check out Locked On Bets as well. It's your second listen of the day, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. That's going to do it for us here in today's episode of Locked on Angels. Thanks for checking us out. We have some more Angels coverage over the next couple of days. We are still five days a week, pretty much up until Christmas. Um, that is when we'll be switching to three days a week. So get ready for that. But right now we are still five days a week. All right, guys. Thanks for checking us out. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, I'm Steve Granado. Later. Later.